Four years ago, in this quiet forest, in this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. Now, from the creator of Evil Dead, comes Evil Dead 2. Hello, and welcome to the fourth Here's Johnny's Reviews. This one is going to be another one of my favourite horrors, Evil Dead 2. I saw this for the first time at the local independent cinema at the weekend, with a full rate of fellow cinema buffs and horror hounds. But anyway, back to the movie itself. This is, of course, the remake of the 1981 horror Evil Dead by Sam Raimi. And, of course, the king of the B-movies, well, ever since Mr. Surprise died, of course, Bruce Campbell. After this huge sleeper hit that was Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2 was made in 1985 and released in 1987, starring, once again, Bruce Campbell as Ash, Sarah Berry, Dan Hicks, Cassie Wesley de Papa, Denise Bixter, and, of course, the long-suffering little brother of Sam, Ted Ramey, as the possessed Henrietta. This was made for $3.6 million, almost 10 times the budget of the first one. This is basically a remake of Evil Dead, as I said before. However, this is a lot more funny and even more gross, if that's even possible. <laughs> and did I say it, this is even better. The one thing that shocked me while watching this movie uh, was just how much time Bruce was given um, at the start. In fact, it's about 40 or so minutes before Annie and her unnamed boyfriend shows up with Bobby Sue and her unnamed Rube boyfriend. The other thing was just how cruel and nasty Sam is to Bruce with the amount of fake blood he pours over for him and all the time he smacks him about with branches and other such items. Also, Bruce did most if not all of his own stunts uh, such as the pratfalls uh, in the kitchen, which I'll get back to later. But I suppose I should give you a quick pot review. Okay, here we go. Two university students head off for a romantic weekend in the woods and they come across an unused cabin. The world's biggest cabin <laughs> in the woods, by the way. <laughs> Where they find a reel-to-reel tape recorder and decide to play it, then all hell breaks loose, literally. Shortly after playing the tape, Ashy's girlfriend, Linder, gets taken over by the quote-unquote evil or as I call it, the fat guy in a scooter, uh, which is actually Sam Raimi using what he coined as the quote evil cam, which is basically a camera strapped to a 2x4 held at waist height. Before getting taken over, Linda dances to Ash playing the piano to a piece done by Danny Elfman, which is called Dance of the Dead, for a reason I'll explore later. I think the first time Sam used, I think this is the first time that Sam uses Danny in his soundtrack. Uh, the partial lasted up until disaster that was Spider-Man 2. Well, oh, disaster's for the relationship anyway. As I said, she gets taken over by the demon, which Ash swiftly cuts her head off with a shovel. The poor actress couldn't see due to the white-out concert lenses. Ash then gets taken over and spun around on the windmill cam or Samuel cam, which is two large planks of wood attached to a fan and spun, which leads to Sam hitting Bruce over the face with branches and twigs and as such and then getting dropped about 10 feet into a pool of dyed water which almost drowned poor Bruce. In the possessed makeup 
Ash couldn't see due to the whiteout lenses that was used. One thing I will mention was the evil eye to human eye scene was done by injecting milk into an oversized head bust of Bruce, was going <coughs> of Bruce and shot, so it's shown in reverse. Uh, the woods in which they were filming in was in North Carolina. However, some of the trees were fake to make the woods more full. And I should also mention that the internal shots of the cabin were a gym. This was in South Carolina, which apparently was recorded during the hottest summer record, going well over 100 degrees, apparently. Oh, yes, I should mention that Rosebud, the company that is mentioned at the beginning of the film, isn't actually a real company, as Dino De Laurentiis, uh, the infamous producer, Pointed up for the dough for this movie and couldn't release it due to a fear of being an X-rated movie. So he got Sam to come up with the company and it was made up for this movie. Moving on, I should give you a little piece of trivia, which is the yellow car in this is a 1973 Audible, which is Sam's own personal car and is in every one of his movies. Back to the movie, Bruce did all, if not most, of the driving stunts uh, using Sam's beating up old car, as I mentioned earlier. Luckily for Bruce, Sam decided to use a dummy for Ash going through the, the windshield. Uh, also another one of Sam's adventures was used from this scene called the Ramo Cam, which is basically a 2x4 glued onto a 20 foot pole, which has the camera strapped on the back of it and it's used to smash through glass windows. Now I should also talk about the house itself tries to make Ash go nuts by playing the Dance of the Dead to him by unseen hands which also reanimates Linda's dead body, hence the Dance of the Dead, which causes her to dance again, and yes, you've guessed it, Sam was puppeting the hands and arms of the body, which smashes Bruce's head against the boarded up windows. Now, well, Linda's head falls onto Ash's lap. Uh, Bruce's legs are actually sewn together uh, with him on his knees, and the actress on her knees poking head through the fake legs of Muse. She then bites his hand and he runs off to the woodshed to someone get her removed. It is a blink and a miss it shot where you see Freddy's glove hanging just above the door frame, which is a nod to Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street, because that movie was Evil Dead, rather, was the movie Nancy was watching in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, you've guessed it once again. Sam is lying on a skateboard on the floor attacking Bruce with Linda's decapitated torso. So finally he gets a chainsaw from the torso and cuts Linda's head up and body. Which brings us to the mirror scene which is a nod to the classic Marx Bros comedy Duck Suit. The evil hand is also a reference to a 1981 movie Michael Caine movie called The Hand. One thing I will say about the uh, audience I was with was Bruce beating himself up after trying to drown his hand in a water. I just love that he tries to drown a hand in water. <laughs> Is that he actually uses real plates and bowls and he does a flip on a solid wooden floor. Uh, okay, fair enough, that wasn't fully fired crockery, but still it must have hurt. In the cinema, the hand getting cut off and getting trapped under the bin with the Fibbles to arm book had a full five minutes laugh, which would have annoyed me if I hadn't seen this movie about a hundred times before. The other thing that got a big laugh was when the hand gives Ash the finger. That's the bird for my American listeners. <laughs> oh yes, the blood that hits Bruce full force in the face while lying on a diving board, almost drowning him with five gallons of watered-down cranberry juice, which apparently dunk the set out and he gets soaked again by four 55 gallons of coloured water. The laughing room part, which wasn't in the original script, made up on the spot by one of the script editors. 
for producers even, sorry, uh, which was another good five minute chuckle by the, the audience of, of, as I said, ravenous horrors and movie buffs. The longest other stunt that Bruce doesn't do is falling down the stairs backwards onto the wooden stairs that leads down to the fruit cellar. The poor stuntman had to do that 12 times a dirty little party. And then of course this brings me to poor Ted Ramey who pops up from the soil floor. Now I should mention he is wearing a full bodysuit that took over 6 hours to apply and another 3 hours to put the makeup on. And once again he's wearing the white out contact lenses which blacked out his vision, or in this case, whited out his vision, causing him unable to see. However, due to the sand being used against his eyes and almost blinded him for real. And the one thing I will mention is the infamous eye-popping scene, which was lifted straight from a Three Stitches gag, one of the many that Sam uses in the Evil Dead franchise. Again, when Annie's unnamed boyfriend gets possessed, the actor couldn't see where he was going, and why did he use his bloody white out this is also the second time Sam uses the elevator, which is basically a seesaw counterweighted harness. Uh, I should say it's called the elevator because it was invented in the set of the first Evil Dead movie to make the actress Ellen Sandwear float, hence the word elevator. The actor that played Bobby Joe's boyfriend got his tooth chipped while doing the head to the light bulb scene and back down on a solid wooden floor. Hmm, interesting little fact for you there. The green blood was used as Ash chops up Annie's unnamed boyfriend because Sam Raimi was scared of getting an X-rated and not an R-rating because of the use of blood. So therefore he uses every other colour of blood you can think of from green, red, black, blue, dark red and cranberry but not blood red. Well, apart from the bit where Ash cuts his own hand off but you don't really see that and it's more done for comedic effect. The one good scare that scared most of the newbies was the weird synthetic used by Sam to show Annie's father breaking into our reality. Which I should also say is a nod to The Wizard of Oz and Poltergeist. Or as my younger listeners may think of it, Power Rangers, which is the disembodied head telling them that they've used the pages to save their souls and his. This leads to Bobby Joe running off in the woods after Ash's evil hand attacks her. The news footage from the infamous wood rape scene in the first movie, which Sam said he was ashamed of, yet he uses footage from it. Hmm. And it's pretty much the same thing again, except slightly more gross, if that's possible. Uh, the poor actress was lying on a skateboard while getting dragged through the woods, while getting vines pulled around her eyes, which she apparently hated filming because it was too near her eyes, even though it was shot in reverse. But, eh, you know. Oh, I should also say that this... This is the only time where a body gets dragged away by the unseen evil dead and the body is never seen again or even what happens to her is never actually saw. Hmm. Anyway, a little bit more about the movie. Filming this was between May until September 1986 and extra pickup shots were done between December and January of 87 which is why Bruce looks a bit fatter in some scenes than in others such as when Bobby Joe's boyfriend hits him over the back of the head with the butt of the shotgun. This brings me to Evil Ash, where he picks up Bobby Joe's boyfriend. Bruce couldn't see where his hands were going, nor could he see where he was throwing the dummy. Again, due to these stupid white contact lenses. When the actors were wearing these white contact lenses, they had to be led around to the set by the crew members. Hmm, interesting that one. Evil Dead wasn't Sam's first time doing a Cabin in the Woods horror. That was 1979's In the Woods, which was a Super 8 movie that was used to raise money for The Evil Dead. 
which his budget was, I think, $375,000. Anyway, moving on back to the movie. The movie where Annie's, Annie stabs Bobby Joe's boyfriend in the chest with the dagger of the dead, which is later saw in Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday, which also has the Book of the Dead and the crate from Creepshow. But this isn't a Friday the 13th review. This is an Evil Dead 2 review, so I'll keep that geeky information for that one. Anyway, back to my point. That whole scene got a good three minute laugh, and even more so when Annie couldn't get the poor guy's legs through the door. Back to the poor actress that played Annie, who got five gallons of coloured water sprayed all over her when her possessed mother kills Bobby Joe's boyfriend. Oh yes, and I should say that that is a real axe. She swings at Bruce's head. Okay, fair enough, it's a fake rubber head, but that's still a real axe handle weighing about eight pounds, and that rubber was about eight ounces, so hmm. Yes, onto the chainsaw arm, the infamous chainsaw arm, which apparently took six days to build and took around eight weeks to learn how to use safely because sometimes it was a real chainsaw on the arm. Right, moving on, yes, when Ash goes down to the cellar again to get the, the, the pages of the Necronomicon, uh, which Bobby Julio's robot boyfriend throws down because he wants to get his girlfriend back. And all I think I don't get is why he uses the chainsaw to cut open the. the the cellar door, why not just use the, the axe to attack the chains and, and break the chains? But then moving on. Also, when he's down here, why does he walk backwards when he's down in the cellar once he retrieves the, the pages? Well, maybe it's because he's supposed to be a complete and utter idiot. But, mental notes, if you're ever in a horror movie scenario, never ever walk backwards and never leads anything good. The other thing I should mention is when Annie's mother is spinning in midair and attacking her, you can see this the bodysuit split due to the harness used and you can see Ted Ramey's boxer shorts. <laughs> Which by the way, every day when he was helped out of the bodysuit, they apparently had to pour around about two inches of sweat from his body because the thing was good, not using modern Makeup effect and was a weird mix of rubber that he had to use, so he was sweating and I think also he had apparently weight bags of like beans and such all over his body to give the impression of weight behind the suit. So hmm, the poor guy, as I says. Um, in fact, there's a part in it where which, when he's spinning around and Bruce or Ash rather says, "Come get some." You can actually see sweat pouring out of the ear socket of the, the makeup, the rubber makeup he's wearing. I also love it when Hemeter quote, hulks up after Ash puts her down and she morphs into the chimp elephant monster, which is a weird thing. Ah yes, the exploding head was in fact a full-size gelatin head, which was actually shot with a double barrel shotgun at close point range. So, hmm. The demon tree attack was shot in the final days of shooting, and this they used this to trash the set. The demon apple tree leader was bought from set by a haunted house owner and was used for years after. And the vortex is another nod to Wizard of Oz, which sucks poor Ash into 13th century England for some strange reason, where he quickly kills the flying deadites, which is then he realises he's the propertyed one to stop all this madness, which is said in the Book of the Dead. Which leads on to the Great Army of Darkness, but that's another podcast. Anyway, thanks for listening, and don't forget to follow me at Here's Johnny's Pod, and email me, maybe you should like me to review at Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. 
Oh, and one little thing. If you're ever in a cabin in the woods and you see a wheelchair tape, please don't worry tape for all our sakes. Anyway, bye.